0: welcome to the photography brothers podcast i am your host one of your hosts one of your hosts uh michael costa Uh, i'm also joined by the the one the only the the guy the photographer guy jared Poirier. poirier is that the correct pronunciation of the last name i know people mess it up a lot
1: Poirier, man, I'll, I'll take Poirier. I got it. Yeah, that's I got good. it. Right,
0: All right. Poirier, one hundred percent. Beautiful. How you doing, yeah. man?
1: I'm good, man. Jared Poirier is here. Uh, yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm a guy who likes cameras, and we're here to talk about uh, photography. It's good to be here again with you, Michael Costa. I've got my coffee here, and uh, I'm excited to bring the people another great episode of our podcast here.
0: Likewise, likewise. Um, if you are new to the channel, highly recommend checking out, um, or not the channel, maybe you're new to the series either way, check out some of the early, uh, installations of the podcast. You can find that on YouTube, of course. Um, or you can find it on, uh, the Spotify's and we think we have it on the apples on the apples it's on the apples man it's confirmed on the apples (laughs) beautiful so you can find us in a few different places Uh, we have uh, quite a few episodes um, that we've uh, kind of put out uh, before this so check it out might have some topics and news stories that uh, you want to hear our takes on but I think you know we usually start off with uh, the topic and I know Jared you had the topic this week what is it man
1: yeah, that's what we do here on uh, Photography Brothers. We bring we bring good news stories and we bring good topics. And I think that's I've right. got an excellent topic for everybody today. Uh, one that I'm very excited about. Uh, and I think that this is going to be something, whether you're a photographer, whether you're an artist, whether you're a creative, uh, I think that this one is going to really strike a chord. And today we're talking, do photographers need to know video? Yeah. So... So what do you think man uh let's just dive right in what's what's your opinion on this topic as someone who uh michael if you guys don't know is primarily a photographer uh if he's got a camera in his hands chances are he's gonna be shooting photos on it uh your Mm -hmm. brother jared's a little bit different uh i shoot photos for sure uh definitely i know there's a little switch on my camera where it goes (laughs) and then boom i'm shooting photos right uh, so I am primarily a videographer though. So I shoot mostly video, uh, but I do shoot photos as well. So you're again, this is why, uh, this is why the, the podcast is a great collaboration, uh, because me and Michael are able to come again from different perspectives and really mm-hmm. offer the whole 360 view on our topic here. So let's go, let's get into it, man. What do you think? What do you think Do uh, photographers need to know video as well?
0: Uh, I'd suggest it for sure. Um, I think that the case is stronger to, to to know, I guess, your way around the camera. I mean, you kind of um, suggested earlier, you know, like you have the the switch, you can switch it on, you have the capability, <laughs> it's at your fingertips. You hot, tips, well hot tips on Photography Brothers. Hot <laughs> tips. If there are buttons you can click on your camera to change mm-hmm. modes nice um the the way i kind of look at this is two ways so there is like from a career perspective and like your product offering and then there's like the promotion side of it so um i think like from a career perspective you know certainly we just talked about it a little bit like if you have a camera odds are now even entry entry-level cameras can shoot very good video so Mm -hmm. it maybe becomes a question of how comfortable you, are you with the plat with the format of video how comfortable are you maybe learning it and, and working on it uh, on the side and, and at least um integrating it in later on um but i think it's almost this weird thing where as cameras started to build really strong uh DSLRs of course mirrorless um as as they started to build and add stronger video capability to the cameras it, it's almost like There is this um, um, perception from the clients that has also evolved alongside it where there's almost an assumption that if you take photos, you also capture video. And, you know, whether that's good or bad or right or wrong, I don't know. But, um, you know, it's it certainly helps when you can say yes, Um, you know, um, it doesn't necessarily need to be the thing that you lead with. When you're advertising yourself online, when you're creating videos, uh, when whatever, like Jared mentioned earlier, um, you know, of course I do shoot some video, but I do primarily take photos and that's, you know, I love, I love photography and and my YouTube channel, of course, is the growing photographer and we speak to different art mediums and whatever. But, um, you know, I I think it's good to, to kind of well-verse yourself um, with, with what you have available to you Uh, and it can only help as well.
1: Yeah, certainly, man. Uh, And you're right. There are a lot of clients like I've definitely experienced that uh, when you're out (sighs) shooting, uh, they do absolutely expect that you'll be able to do some photos as well. Uh, It's a good upsell for you, right? Like if um, if you're able to like maybe you are marketing the photography thing, But being Mm -hmm. able to capture a little bit of maybe like behind the scenes video and stuff like that and send it to the client, you know, sometimes you're going to be charging a little bit more for that. Sometimes it's just something that uh, you're even just doing to keep the client happy, right? Like I've been on sets as well where, you know, maybe we're doing a live stream, maybe we're doing a video shoot and I'm still there. I've got like my other camera or my cell phone and I'm like shooting photos, shooting video, a little behind the scenes thing. Just send that over to the client. It's come in handy before too. I've like worked it into, uh, you know, I have all this footage, let me put it together for a little behind the scenes video. You know, we're already paying for the project, throw a couple, you know, a couple more hundred bucks on there and uh, and we'll make that happen. So I think that is really good from uh, from a business perspective and mm-hmm. just from the perspective of promoting yourself yeah. as a photographer, right? Like just what you're saying, Michael, you have, um, you know, you're a photographer. That's where you spend the majority of your time. Uh, mm-hmm. you want to be able to put as much time into that as possible, improving your skills in photography, which I've definitely, you know, the growing photographer, we can all see your growth. Right? That's the <laughs> nice thing on the Internet yeah. here. But yet, yeah, the, like the the first thing you mentioned was your YouTube channel, right? In reference to like mm-hmm. how you promote yourself as a photographer. So I think that's very interesting. Like, you know, you already have this camera. It's able to capture great photos, but to not use it to promote yourself through YouTube, like using those video capabilities of that same camera. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I think you're, you're leaving, uh, you know, leaving a lot of cards on the table. I guess I don't gamble, so I'm not great with gambling analogies. You're leaving <laughs> chips. You're leaving chips on the table. Even chips. I think I that's know. a good one. Yeah, chips. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're probably leaving some cards or <laughs> some chips or you could, I could have just said money. Now that I think about it. I kind of sabotage myself. I could have just said you're
0: leaving money. That's fair. Table. No, yeah. that's all right, man. We're with yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I yeah, I think man, you're right. That's, that's ringing yeah. true, right? Yeah, man. I mean, uh, to your point, like everyone knows who Gary Vee is. He he says it all the time. Everyone's a marketing agency now, regardless mm. of what you are. You are a marketing agency, and that's because in today's age, it's as easy as it is to create and produce content and build a business uh in regard in comparison to earlier on um it's also harder to stand out and mm, so yeah um, you want to be able to exist on as many platforms as possible and especially on the platforms where people's eyes are at right now yeah. when you think about that right and it's not sometimes it's not just the um the platform and in its initial purpose but sometimes it's additional features you talk about instagram tv You talk about, again, now we talk about TikTok, primarily a video platform. You know, obviously we talked about and referenced YouTube, you referenced that. Um, You know, I think, you know, it's hard to stand out. So you got to put yourself in as many positions to be discovered and as many places that to be discovered. I probably am not saying that right, but you want to be discovered, all right. <laughs> so put your <laughs> face in front of as many yeah. people as you can, and put especially when it's the platforms that are that are sticking out. And if it's video, maybe you learn a little bit, and and maybe you you apply um you apply a little bit of what you know, and 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 you know, like you mentioned before, behind the scenes, you see a lot of that stuff on TikTok right now. People are shooting some really interesting video, and they're showing how they do it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that doesn't need to be some crazy masking technique or anything like that. It could just simply just be a camera, sit down, be you talking to a camera, being like, hey, this is what I did. I'm doing this. We're going to pan it. We're going to do this. And then you can show the 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 post effect. Right. And that's a Honestly, that can be enough. And at least you're you're there and you exist. Oh, yeah, right? man. That's some of my favorite type of
1: content. Like when people are showing yeah. the the behind the scenes of how they capture Uh, a photo I mean that's pretty much what's kept me from like deleting Instagram from my phone (laughs) (laughs) those those types of videos and I'm like oh awesome okay they did like a cool light trail thing or some type of cool motion blur thing and it's like oh or a a cool transition or something and I'm like check checking that out but yeah I want to drill down on what you said as well like um you kind of touched a little bit on like how you're able to take what you've learned with photography and then kind of move that into video and vice versa. And yeah, I think that's that's a very strong point, man, and definitely something that I wanted to get to here is like from my personal experience as well, just how much that rings true, and mm-hmm. how much you absolutely need to apply that. The more that I learn about photography, like let's say that I have to take some product photos or like lifestyle photos, um, you know, whether it's for a client or for my own project or something that I'm doing with Masha uh, for our um, e commerce store or something like that. It's what I the point that I want to make here is it's all it's all the same kind of right it's all just light it's all light going through glass getting onto sensors and a video is really just like 30 photos a second or whatever right or 24 whatever frame rate rate that you happen to be using um so for me like every time that i shoot a video i don't view it as like i'm just getting better at video it's like i'm getting better at like capturing the world right with my camera um yeah so there's a lot of bleed in between those two things and i actually uh we started the recording the podcast about 10 minutes late here i was i was doing a little bit of uh, last minute research just to give you guys a little behind the scenes <laughs> and uh <laughs> What I was looking up is a very uh, famous example of exactly what I'm talking about here. So you've seen uh, the Matrix, correct, Michael Costa?
0: Oh, of course, I have
1: the Matrix. Right? Uh, you know that. You know that uh, scene in the Matrix where they do. Uh, well, very, they use it a few times in the movie, but the first time they use the uh, the bullet time effect when they're on the roof. Yeah. Neo's getting shot at. He's leaning backwards. Right. So. uh yeah, Gotcha. So, so the Matrix obviously is a movie, <laughs> they're using video cameras, but in that scene, there aren't video cameras. So that scene was captured with photography. Um, Neo himself is really the only thing in that environment that's real. Uh, the whole, the thing he's standing on is fake, The everything around him is fake. It's Neo on a green screen with 120 cameras capturing stills all around him to create the illusion that there's a floating camera going around neo in the scene right and there's there's a little bit of other trickery going on there's some uh like interpolation and frames being added and things like that but i just thought that this was a a perfect example of how you would do this right like each each um camera is firing like a few milliseconds after the other and they're all spaced out perfectly to create that like 24 frames a second or whatever after they do the uh, the interpolation or whatever. So I thought I thought that was incredibly interesting and really uh, illustrates the point, right? That it's all really the same thing. Like you have to open your mind beyond that. They were like, how do we achieve this Uh, with cameras? What whether we're shooting video or whether we're shooting stills? uh, Yeah, it's essentially it's essentially the same thing, right? You're just. You're just using a camera.
0: <laughs> that's
1: exactly right.
0: Yeah. No, you, you, I mean, you, you mentioned it like, you know, it's, that's lighting, it's your, know, your rule of thirds, it's your, you know, it's all the, the same composition and, and lighting practices for the most part, of course, motion is introduced, mm-hmm. but I mean, especially depending on what you're shooting, you might be able to transition into video very quickly. Um, you know, if you're someone who perhaps shot a lot of actions, you shoot action sports in sports, um, you're used to capturing motion and actually in a lot of ways that it can be more difficult. Um, you know, you're trying to nail that shot. Um, sometimes it's that, that pass being tossed and, and you getting that shot of just before he catches the ball or just as he gets tackled or or maybe it's soccer and it's just as it's going in. But you're you're used to capturing motion. You're just you're just freezing it, mm-hmm. um, it which sounds weird, but it's um, y- depending on, you know, again, what you shoot, it might be easy for you to transition. So, you know, if you're on the fence and you you know, you find that you sh- you capture footage that requires you to be very spot on with high fast paced motion, I think you'll be fine, especially if it's, I mean, look, I mean, when it comes to this kind of platform and we refer to promoting earlier mm-hmm. on, um, you know, realistically, anyone can do it. You know, you, you know, if you have your camera, um, you know, with practice, it looks better. It sounds better. It's, um, you know, you come across better in how you you speak, you know. Um, yeah. You know, Jared's been making videos for for a long time. I've been making videos for a long time my videos were poo in the beginning uh, <laughs> and how you know my comfort level ultimately i i feel like it, it is what determines that right when yeah. of course like anything you start doing it you're not you're not confident in it repetition repetition practice practice you know now we get to this point now and i'm at a point where i feel like i'm comfortable enough just looking straight through a camera lens it used to intimidate me like crazy mm-hmm. but i can look into it and i know i'm talking to jared And I'm having uh, just a conversation, and it's 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 almost like the lens isn't there. It's just a process I know I have to look through, and I Mm -hmm. can just articulate my thoughts and 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 put them out, just like as you would as when you're having a conversation with your buddy, and that's pretty much what we're doing here. And so, you know, if you're intimidated with that idea of of you know, I don't know, uh, you know, you're getting in your head. I don't know if if I'm going to come across as as an expert, or if I'm going to come across as as this. You know, look, carve out what you want to do and say in your content. If we're talking about promotion and creating you know, video content as well um, and then and then just do it in with repetition, you'll get comfortable.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that's the that's the type of stuff that I like to watch, right? Like if you want to put yeah. out interesting content, so many people like are making the mistake these days of having to be that expert, right? And this this ties in very well with what we're talking about. Like some some people are like just purely, oh, I'm just a videographer. And then if you like ask them to shoot a photo, they're like intimidated to do it. Yeah. Like uh, That's just like, to me, such the wrong approach, right? The content that I like to watch. I don't want to watch someone who's done the thing a thousand times and then he comes out and is like, this is exactly how you do it. I want to see someone like try something, challenge themselves, do something that's never been done before, right? Like if you can, if you're able to uh, to produce a video or some type of a factor, some type of photo that hasn't been seen, like that is so much more interesting to me than just like playing it safe, right? And yeah, like just you're really if if you're niching down so much, and I guess it sounds weird to be like just being a photographer is too niche, but I feel like in a way it kind of is. And you're you're just cutting yourself off from opportunities like opportunities for work. If someone needs someone who can shoot video and photo, definitely. Um, But also you're just cutting yourself off from growth, right? Like, yeah. To, to be afraid of something on your camera, like just what we were joking about earlier, like switching that video to photo mode <laughs> right or, or vice versa. and just right. being afra- being afraid of that, not knowing like in your camera um, where your frame rate settings are and things like that, right? And there's a lot of people who who take that approach, and I know a lot of them, right? <laughs> like there's photographers <laughs> that I know who are like that. And, you know, you're like, oh, you're a great photographer. Um, You know, how are you getting shoots? Oh, I'm not. Uh, Oh, do you have a YouTube channel? No, I don't. Do you have Instagram? I don't. I'm a photographer. Well, listen, man, like if you want to keep being relevant and you want to keep getting work, these are these are kind of the the rules of the game, right? And it's the same right. thing. Yeah, people, are they just hold themselves back. I've heard photographers say as well, like they don't like to post on Instagram, because of the way that they like down down sample your photos. And it's like, well, you know, I, I see that point of view, right? I get that. You want people to be seeing your photos like the way that you took them with like, you know, a certain number of megapixels or whatever. But these these are the rules of the game right now. So if you don't want to get left behind, I think uh, you know you need to you need to try to get ahead.
0: Yeah, I, I, just my last point here. I wanted to add was you know as you were talking, you really sparked another another thing here. Um, That's what we do. We, That's what we do here on the brothers. <laughs> we bounce, man. We bounce. <laughs> we uh, you know we're in a pandemic. Mm-hmm. If if you were strictly a photographer. And we taught we actually highlighted a story recently about Mm -hmm. right. He was an event photographer, a wedding photographer. Yeah. He lost almost all his view. A lot of his business. Right. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And um, you know, so definitely go and check that out. But but, you know, he had to make a, a change, a pivot. And he was casually doing YouTube every once in a while he'd upload a video and he started taking it seriously and and now it's become I don't know if I would say, you know, maybe maybe going forward it won't be, but at least at the moment, his primary source of income. Yeah. Um. And so, you know, being able to grow and and really that's the point that you know you you, you, you brought up and it really sparked something is being able to grow and and like especially in in today's world, um, where a lot of the information is at our fingertips and it's so easy to consume and learn. And so I feel like it's so easy for us to understand principles and camera techniques and you know every person has four or five videos on their channel with like trips and ticks and uh ticks uh trips and and yeah anyways you know Tr- what it's trick tricks and tips tips and tricks is is, <laughs> is where what, is what the words i'm looking for look we're not talking about english english classes okay uh we're talking about <laughs> uh, online content and, and yeah. a, there's a lot of it out there uh yeah. and so you kind of get to this point where you're re- already really comfortable with your camera and so like why not just like like jared said and we've said a few times already hit that button flick that switch get familiar with it right there's no harm in doing so mm-hmm. certainly certainly yeah. yeah so i don't know
1: man um this has been a really great conversation i think uh you mm. and i definitely agree on this one um you can tell that from the stuff that's coming out of our mouth right now um but you can also tell that if you just like look at uh you know what we do right at our careers like both of us take photos Mm
0: -hmm. we
1: have a podcast about photography we also both have youtube channels so yeah like uh you know not that me and michael are millionaires uh not yet at least but definitely uh Definitely two, two dudes who are trying out here, uh, trying to get ahead, trying to distinguish ourselves from uh, the other sea of creators. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, we, we practice what we preach here on the Photography Brothers. So if we're sitting here and we're saying like, yo, you got to challenge yourself, you got to learn every single thing on your camera, like there shouldn't be anything in the menu that's like foreign to you, you got to know how to change your frame rates, you got to know how to, uh, you know, all of these uh, different settings and stuff like that. It, knowing how to shoot photos isn't enough anymore from my, from where I'm sitting in this chair. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah. All right. Um, so that was fun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you, should we go into the news? I think we should.
0: All right. So, um, we have a news topic um, that is coming in from yours truly. Um, this is something I saw come across, and uh, as a fan of sports, this came across, and uh, I thought it was interesting as a nice little hybrid between two things that I find very interesting. Um, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so you may have, you know, Jared, you know, you may have heard about this as well. Of course, um, there was a lawsuit with LeBron James and a photographer um
1: Uh, i've heard about it because you sent me the article and i read it on my that is
0: correct yeah i see i said it and then i said of course at the end because i'm like of course he knows i told him
1: he might might read the materials that i sent him to prep prep for the (laughs) yes
0: see i I appreciate you i appreciate you no problem man (laughs) um so I i have a few sources here um you know just to kind of paint the picture properly but you know um According to The Athletic, you know, so Los Angeles Lakers, the Los Angeles Lakers superstar LeBron James is settling a lawsuit that accused him of misappropriating for his social media feed a photograph of him dunking. Okay, so sounds kind of strange at first, but, um, you know, uh, Mitchell, uh, the name of the photographer, and we'll we'll get you his name, uh, full name, so you can check him out. Uh, He's actually a pretty talented guy, Um, but Mitchell filed a claim in court for um for I believe it was $150,000 um for each time that he used the photo okay um now really his claim here is that you know it's a copyright claim he didn't get permission um there was no uh, exchange of information or, or contact uh regarding him using that photo and so anyways uh, LeBron James actually countersued him uh with uh a million dollars for a million dollars and attorney fees and um you know recently it was settled um the information regarding that has not been established um it's not it's not uh it's being kept private so it's not public um they it just says here you know it's 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 done they they it can't be returned back to court it's it's officially settled um you know Thing I found really interesting here is you know, there are some, and maybe this depends on your skill level or your, your, uh, how established you are, perhaps. But maybe if you are a photographer and you're newer to the game, maybe you've been shooting for the Lakers for a year, or maybe you are just like a press guy, you came and LeBron posts your photo, okay? How do you react to that versus someone who is, I'm assuming, like this guy in, who, is, who is, you know, Steve, very established. Steve Mitchell right? is his name, the photographer. Steve, Steve Mitchell. Mitchell. Thank yeah. you. You're Thank welcome. you. So it may be if you're established, you take this approach, right? Maybe it's a precedence thing. But what if you're new to the game? jared what if you're new to the game do you look at this and go hey can you just make sure you mention me because this could yeah. be really big for me you know it's this weird line
1: yeah man this this news story is a is a mess frankly yeah. um uh, to be honest, like I- I'm glad that we're talking about it here. I think it's a really good uh, photo bros topic. It has that that nice intersection of like uh, the art of photography, the like career of photography, the yeah. business of photography, as well as, you know, kind of a, an exciting environment of this stuff with uh, LeBron James and the Lakers, which is like You know it it hurt me to read this because i i am very inspired by lebron james uh you know as someone who is a fan of basketball not that i'm like at every single freaking game here or i constantly (laughs) am thinking about basketball but mm-hmm. it, it's a big part of my life. Uh, I've played a lot of basketball. I've watched a lot of basketball, I've been to some uh, Raptors games and whatnot. And quite frankly, LeBron James is a very inspiring person to me, uh, not just because of the fact that he's like stayed on top of the game for all of these years, uh, but just his, his public persona and the fact that he like gives back. Right, He's starting these schools, he's doing all this Charitable work in uh, Mm. in a situation where a lot of people would just like they just ball out, right? (laughs) They just buy by their buy a yacht or whatever. But uh, you know, he probably has a yacht too. But you know, he's giving back. He's giving back here. (laughs) Um, And yeah, this photographer. I mean, I feel for him as well. He's a career photographer. He's out there every single day. He's on the front lines. He's getting published in uh, ESPN and all these different magazines and whatnot. And uh, yeah, clearly working hard, clearly trying to perfect his craft. Um, obviously, he took a good photo if LeBron James posted it on his freaking Instagram, right? Um, That's right. But I, I just feel like everyone's coming off bad here. Uh, I feel like the suing LeBron, like, like you know, I'm not going to come out here and like give Steve Mitchell like legal advice. Um, <laughs> but I like I this. <laughs> I've had copyright d- disputes before. Uh, this isn't really how you should handle it. Um, I think that LeBron James countersuing him also not great uh, yep. and I think the league just comes off terribly here like from yeah. the NBA like what are you guys doing right um, and I, I think this is really like this whole thing is just a misunderstanding of like social media and these things that are emerging I think like yeah. LeBron was probably thinking like yo it's just a picture I'm just going to put it on my Instagram um which for a lot of people it's just like yeah it's just a picture put it on your instagram who cares um Mm -hmm. but when you're at that level like yeah from the photographer's perspective that freaking sucks man you're putting the photo up there and you're making tons of money off of it right and maybe it's not direct you know and it's a photo of you but still man i i can see where the dude's coming from i just think that this whole thing could have been dealt with way better. Um, and now like LeBron is trying to get into court and he, he's having to cancel court dates because he's got Lakers games yeah. and things like this. It's just a mess. And I feel like number one, like this starts with the league. The league should have rules regarding yeah. this. Like how how is that not a thing? How do they not have a thing where like, okay, there's usage rights. The players have usage rights of the photos. They have this, this and this. They can put it on their Instagram. We're going to pay you this, this, and this. And then maybe the players or the teams themselves are putting some money into the fund to pay the photographers. Like how this is being Mm -hmm. left, it's being left to the players and the freaking photographers to hash it out in court. Like this is absurd. This is absurd. And
0: and it looks really bad on the league here. And that's my take on this. Yeah, you brought up a good point. Like the, the NBA, I mean, that really should be a conversation that that is had you know maybe it's with the the drafts the draft rookies when they come in or or, or something it needs to be yeah. it can't just be maybe a guideline on a um on a contract that get skimmed over or whatever it needs to be understood because look i mean we just saw how, the extent that it can go um yeah right this is a year-long lawsuit finally settled but you know um it's um and how was it settled in the i guess lebron just
1: took all this stuff from what i could tell it looks like lebron just stopped using the photo and uh and okay they stopped suing each other as far as I could they
0: tell. uh okay so uh, as far as like the financials and stuff um yeah. they i checked a few different sources they said that that's not being uh not is not public so okay um, maybe there's probably like some, maybe yeah maybe you're oh, right maybe i think part of it is maybe is part of the part of the agreement is that he takes down the photo for now and maybe there's some money going like being exchanged out of court yeah yeah you know what one thing i found interesting is you know obviously reading through this want to get a few different sources um lakers daily i I kind of expected to be a bit more biased um (laughs) but they you know in in the first paragraph of the article certainly did seem so but the way they capped it off was interesting. Um, They said, you know, James settling this lawsuit might set a precedent for high profile athletes and celebrities when it comes to copyright infringement. Mm-hmm. The four time NBA champion will definitely think twice before doing this again. And his experience could make others take notice. Yeah, yeah. Right. So that's interesting. Um One other question I had for you regarding this story. I want your input on it. What for do you sure. think? this i mean you like you said you know this could have been handled better um how do you think the impact on this photographer what do you think the impact on this photographer is going to be is there going to be uh is it going to hurt him down the line does it does it help him down the line ah that's really interesting
1: man i guess it it helps him in the immediate, I guess, uh, maybe yeah. <laughs> depending, I mean, we don't know. Uh, yeah, I guess it depends on if there was money sent to him and how much money that was, I suppose, uh, whether, yeah. whether this helps him or not having this public dispute with somebody as high profile <laughs> as, as admired as yeah. LeBron James is like, I don't know man when yeah. the dude's trying to negotiate like next time he's got to negotiate with I don't know um uh, Kevin Durant about a photo like mm-hmm. you know KD is not going to be coming to the table uh assuming that the man's operating in good faith right so mm-hmm. he's, I I feel like Steve is going to have a bit of uh A reputation uh, now as the type of person who is starting these legal disputes and stuff like that. uh, From a business perspective, man, that's not the type of people that I want to be working with. So if I'm KD, which like, you know, me and KD, we have a lot in common. Um, (laughs) I'm looking to, I'm looking to license some other dudes photos, right? I'm like, oh, who else was courtside that day? Oh, Steve Mitchell. He's that dude that tried to screw LeBron. I'm not going to talk to him. I'm going to talk to Mitchell, Steve over here, his, his, uh, his cousin or whatever. So, you know, that's like, that's, that's how, that's kind of how I'm viewing this man. Like, uh, the way I operate, I like to stay out of legal trouble. You know, you, you have, and the way that you do that is you have your contracts in place. And, yes. you know, you have the usage rights. If I shoot a photo and I sell it to somebody, I have portfolio rights and things like that. And, you know, they're, the, the way that they're allowed to use the photo it is certain ways. And, you know, sometimes in the contracts, I'll even maintain rights to the photo and things like that. Right. And these are things these are things yeah. that you hash out before you hit that shutter right (laughs) like before you're out there shooting and that's 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 my point of view man that's why I was saying that like I can't believe the league doesn't have guidelines for this like I don't know so I think it hurts them, honestly uh to answer your question in the long run I think that this hurts them, to be honest
0: yeah I I agree with you you know um and I think you know that's largely where I was trying to go earlier with you know depending on how established he is maybe he feels like he's got nothing to prove Uh, Mm -hmm. from a career perspective and Mm -hmm. he's just trying to set that principle um you know but certainly i think having your content highlighted by probably top three biggest athletes in the world yeah um you know one of them is is um is you can't pay for that kind of marketing that kind Mm -hmm. of you know uh promotion so yeah i I think yeah it, it depends on where he's at in his career but i i find it hard to believe that um that that was the right decision to make yeah man yeah yeah yeah. and oddly uh oddly reminiscent
1: of the conversation that we had around uh the famous bernie mittens uh meme photo (laughs) (laughs) shot by uh brendan smolowski how he talked about everything around that how the image was being used how he didn't necessarily like how the image was being used and things like that so yeah it, it drills back to that thing of you know, the the relation of the the artist to their art, right? Of the the Mm -hmm. photographer to the photo. And uh, yeah, I mean, two, two very different cases here. But in both cases, like the the guy's taking the photo and it's being used in a in a certain way. And yeah, there's there's so many things that are kind of cutting in there, right? There's like technology, there's the law, there's all of these different layers um, that you need to be able to uh to be able to manage as a creative right so yeah that's uh that's what we're here to do and that's why i think that this was a a perfect episode to highlight here um and, and again tying back into the the rest of the episode you know just to bring it all together in a nice neat package um we're talking about diversifying your skills being able to shoot photos being able to shoot video being able to understand contracts, being able yeah. to negotiate uh, legal and business matters. Also very important if you want to have success. So, yeah, man, I, I love uh, I love the the news story here. Very, very enlightening. Uh, you know, I wish LeBron well. I wish uh, this other dude, Steve Mitchell, well. I hope that uh, both of them continue to have success in their careers. Uh, we'll probably be keeping a closer eye on LeBron's uh, than Steve's, but.
0: <laughs> well, I, I mean, <laughs> I hope LeBron has success, but, you yeah. know, if our raps go, uh, go mitt to Oh, mitt, go raps. You know, go we're, raps. we're going raps, you know. Go raps,
1: obviously. Screw the yeah, Lakers, yeah. obviously, bro. I'm just <laughs> saying. Um, hope, and LeBron, listen, man, like next time you like a photo, why don't you text the it's? A- message him on Instagram man I message famous photographers on Instagram all the time message yeah, him, or be like yo tell can your I assistant use... for sure ask, <laughs> ask your assistant I message him on Instagram yeah. and then ask him like can I use this photo on my thing he'll probably say yeah uh you know maybe give me a little money for it or something like that but work those yeah. things out don't uh yeah don't just start doing a bunch of stuff and then end up in court like that's nobody wants that correct uh is that the show I think that's the show, man. That's the show, man. Well, it's been a good one. Been an excellent episode of Photography Brothers. Definitely an enlightening one uh, from my perspective. I really enjoyed speaking uh, on all of this with you, Michael. So thank you for being here. Um, Any housekeeping we need to do before we
0: uh, get out of here? You know, um, definitely check out. Uh, You know, we've referenced quite a few of the videos uh, and the podcasts that we've done um, earlier on. Uh, You know, we've had a few episodes of Photography Brothers so far. So definitely go back, check them out. Uh, We've had some good topics that we referred to in this episode. So, yeah, this is our eighth one. Eighth one. So (laughs) to check out the other ones, Um, we, you know, we we just love having these conversations and um, we just... You know, we love uh, being able to to record it and produce and put it out and have be content. But, um, you know, let let us know in the comment down below. You know, maybe we should ask a question. All right. That's an idea. Um, Where are some uh, photography business blind spots for you right now?
1: Yeah. What are uh, what are some things that you uh, want to improve in your own photography, uh, whether that's on the art side or the business side? Definitely let us know down in the comments if you're watching here on YouTube. Uh, that's not your only option anymore, folks. We've that's got what... uh, we've got the show up on Spotify. We are on iTunes and uh, and for the time being, (laughs) we're going to keep doing it here on YouTube. It's a little bit more work to do with the video, but uh, I think it makes it better. And it's a it's a better experience. And I like using my camera a lot. It's beautiful. I'm looking at it right now. It says Canon on there. I'm like, "Mm." hmm, that part, I don't know. You can put some tape, put some tape (laughs) over that there. Uh, Pretend it's a a Sony, right? Yeah. Yep. All right. We'll let you guys get out of here. Uh, Yeah. Make sure that you follow the podcast on all the stuffs. We are coming back next week with another excellent episode of Photography Brothers. And we can't wait to see you all then.